0: This morning's reading is taken from Luke, chapter 14, verses 1 to 14, and can be found on page 1047 of the Pew Bibles. Jesus at a Pharisee's house. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, he was being carefully watched. There in front of him was a man suffering from abnormal swelling of his body. Jesus asked the Pharisees and experts in law, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. So taking hold of the man, he healed him and sent him on his way. Then he asked them, if one of you has a child or an ox that falls into a well on the Sabbath day, will you not immediately pull it out? And they had nothing to say. so that when your host comes to you, he will say, Friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honoured in the presence of all the the other guests. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Jesus said to his host, When you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives, or your rich neighbours. If you do, they may invite you back, so you will be repaid. But when you give him back a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Thanks be to God.
1: Good morning, everybody. It's lovely to be here. Good to see everybody. There's some away this weekend on our Bears Camp, but it's great to have everybody here, here. And we're going to be thinking this morning about the second part of our vision, which is about offering hope. We have a vision here at St. Jude's, and we want everybody to be able to pass that vision on. So if we could get the next slide. My remote isn't working today, so... I don't know why that is. We'll have to sort that out later. This is our vision, making Jesus the heart of South Sea through growing faith, offering hope, and sharing God's love. And if you meet somebody who you haven't seen before at St. Jude's, the first thing you do is say, Hello, my name is dot, dot, dot. I used to have an auntie dot, just by coincidence. But anyway, you'd say, "This is Hello, my name is, what's your name? And they'll tell you your name. And then you say to them have you been coming long? Because as happened today, they might say, yes, I've been coming for five months. And just because you haven't seen them doesn't mean they haven't been coming. So always say, have you been coming long? And they'll say, and if they say it's my first time, then you say, let me tell you about our vision. Because that way, they can see that we have a common goal and a common purpose. We all know why we're here. We are here to make Jesus the heart of South Sea Through growing faith, offering hope, and sharing God's love. So, wouldn't it be great if whoever comes in, whoever they meet, they get this message that that's what we're about. We're about growing faith, offering hope, and sharing God's love. Because if they're not the sort of person who wants to know about growing faith, they don't want to know about God's amazing hope, and they aren't interested in sharing His love, this is not the place for them. They'd be better off somewhere else, wouldn't they? So by telling them what we're here for and what we do, we're helping them as well as making sure that they share the vision. So that's why we're talking about these things. And today we're thinking about offering hope and how our church is part of offering hope to our community so that we will have examples to pass on to other people and to tell them what we do here at St. Jude's. So today we're talking about hope for relationships and my visual aid for today is the lovely cross up here, okay? This cross has two parts to doesn't it? It's a very simple object. It's made of a vertical beam and a cross beam. And the vertical beam shows us that our relationships with God have been fixed at the cross. So our relationship with God was restored and made right, our relationship with God who we can think of as up there even though he's everywhere we can think of him as up there our vertical relationship with God has been made right through Jesus on the cross but that's that's what we often focus on isn't it we come and we uh, we pray and uh, we might repent and we might ask for forgiveness so that our relationship with God is made right that's the vertical relationship but Jesus also came to make our horizontal relationships right So Jesus came so that the forgiveness that flows down from heaven, through Jesus, through the cross, flows out through us, through him, through us, out into the world. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Forgive us our sins, that horizontal part gets liberated out into the world because we forgive the sins of those around us. And in forgiving those around us, we Restore the relationships that are broken and hurting, and this happens because we are new creations in Jesus. In if we have the next slide, in uh 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, if you want a verse to cheer you up any day, therefore, anyone who is in Christ, anyone in Christ, anyone who is in Christ, they are a new creation. So just turn to the person next to you and say, you are a new creation. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, we are all new creations. And in becoming new creations, we are made more valuable than they were before. Well, I was... Mr. Grumpy before, uh, before God got hold of me and I was, I was selfish and um, I had my ambitions, my career, my big house, I had uh, all the plans for my life laid out and I am now a new creation. I used to hate talking to people, I used to avoid public speaking and now I stand up here most Sundays and t- I'm a new creation because Jesus has been at work in me. And that we have that possibility. We're made more valuable because we are new creations. And this possibility is open to everyone. When Jesus reaches out his arms on the cross, he's not including a few people in this promise. He's not including quite a lot of people in this promise. He's including absolutely everyone in this promise. And so we need to see everyone around us as valuable because everyone is precious and valuable to God. That's why Jesus died on the cross for them, because God loves them. Everyone matters because everyone is loved. Jesus' resurrection shows us how precious we are. And there's also evidence in uh, the letter that Paul writes to uh, the church in Galatia. So the next slide has, I think, or the one after, this is this this is a great verse. In Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. Jesus includes everyone in this new family of faith. We're all made right with God through Jesus. And that's everyone. We're all children. So this breaks down all the barriers, this destroys all the divisions that are there between people of race or ethnicity, of Uh, you know, all the different things that separate us, where we live, Portsmouth and Southampton, all of those divisions are broken down in Jesus because we are new creations. We are made new. And the diversity that we see here in our church, I think Ruth counted up the nations that were represented here, and there's 20 different nations. Last week, Adam got people to say the Jesus is Lord in different languages, lots of different languages here in this church. That diversity is a sign that Jesus has broken down the barriers. He has destroyed the divisions. And that's challenging to the world around us, just as it was challenging back when the early church started. Because remember, the early church was completely Jewish. Jesus had 12 Jewish disciples And yet, in Acts chapter 10, the church takes a whole new trajectory, and everybody, the Gentiles, the people who weren't Jews, are included in this hope that Jesus brings. Jesus breaks down the barriers. As people draw closer to him, they're drawn closer together. Did you see the coverage of the Jubilee last weekend when the people were on the mall and The interview was going around and finding people from all different nations. There was people from Portugal. There was quite a lot of people from America on the Mao coming together to celebrate the amazing achievement of the Queen being our monarch for 70 years. The Queen drew people together. The closer they got to somebody special, the closer they got to each other. And the divisions between the nations were broken down. That's what happens with Jesus. The closer people get to Jesus... The divisions get broken down across denominations and the way we do church. His Holy Spirit brings a unity that brings us together so that our relationships are fixed. This happens in church and it happens through church. This week, uh, Debs and I went up to the college where I trained. Sam's going off to train. Which college are you going to, Sam? Wycliffe, that's in Oxford, and uh, just as posh as Oxford is Cambridge, where I went. Um, no divisions, no, no, and um, Sam will do something proper, I just did a certificate, but they didn't, they didn't, they didn't let me do a degree, I did the one where you coloured in the pictures. Um, so, um, but uh, I went to Cambridge, we went back to Cambridge this week, and the lovely Archbishop of York, Stephen Cottrell, gave a talk about pilgrimage and discipleship which was great for us because we just got back from a pilgrimage and he'd been on the Camino in 2016 and we'd uh, just got back from the Camino and he said one of the things that this pilgrimage taught him was that you don't get to choose your companions on the journey. If we have the next slide picture of Deb's uh, walking with some friends the people that you end up walking with are the people who are there on the path with you. And he said, one of the failings of the church is this idea that we get to choose our companions on the journey. Jesus and God gives us the companions that we have for the journey. And we are all companions on a journey. And that is a great joy, but it can be a great challenge as well. In our little group, we had a man called Carlos from Chile. And Carlos was the snorer in our group. And when we got to some of the hostels, we stayed in dormitory with bunk beds and Carlos's snore managed to get through the very best earplugs that you could get. It got so bad that when they arrived at a hostel, the group that were with Carlos, we ended up staying in other places on several nights. The group that were with Carlos would ask, is there a separate room where Carlos can sleep? Because, and they would have them, special rooms for the snorer uh, in the hostels. But Carlos was a lovely man and he got all the way to the end with us because he was our companion on the journey. And we have companions on the journey who might, we might find it difficult to work with. But remember, Jesus fixes our horizontal relationships. He loves all of us here, here in this place. He loves all of us. So we need to love all of us here in this place, whoever we are. Jesus provides hope for our relationships. And that happens in the church, and it happens through the church. It happens in the church, and that's a witness to the society around us, and it happens through the church, and that's a witness. If we have the next slide, in uh, 2015, I went to China uh, with a group of church leaders, and we went uh, to visit The church in China with the Bible Society and the Bible Society has a big printing press in China which is very ironic because China at one point tried to destroy all of the Bibles in the whole of their country um, in communist era but now they print lots of Bibles and the Bible Society support them and they take leaders out to see the church in China. When we went the Chinese government were giving support to some of the Christian churches in China. Those who were recognised and, uh, and registered, the registered churches, got support from the government because the government could see that the churches helped people that nobody else helped. Because in China, all the help comes through your family. There's no state benefit system, so your family support you. And those who are lost links with their families are left unsupported. And we went to visit one apartment that was bought by a church so that there were Eight blind people, blind Christians, who'd been um, disowned by their families. But the church gave them somewhere that they could live together. And the church visited them. The church supported them. The church looked after them. Because that's what the church does. It fixes horizontal relationships. It sorts out those places where other divisions have happened and things have broken down. This happens in church, and it happens through church. And one of the biggest, we can lose that slide, one of the biggest um, divisions in our society at the moment, uh, a division that's only going to get worse, is the division between those who have and the have-nots. Those who are comfortable and those who are struggling. We all know there's a big cost of living crisis, don't we? Coming our way. It's already hitting some people. The food banks are going to get busier and busier. The poor are going to get poorer. People are going to suffer. And that division is there in our society. And Jesus addresses that division in this passage that we looked at in Luke 14. There's lots of conflict between Jesus and the church leaders. And he can see them taking the best places at the banquet. He can see them being upset because he's actually helping someone on a Sabbath. And at the end, he says, When you give a banquet, invite the poor and the crippled and the lame and the blind, and you will be blessed. So our Christian life needs to be about building, division, building relationships, bridges across divisions, all sorts of divisions. Jesus gives us this new vision that everybody is valuable to God, Everybody is important. We need to invite everybody in when we do something. And we did that last week, didn't we, with our Jubilee lunch. It was open to everybody. It was a free lunch. There was no cost. Everybody, whoever they were, could come in. And that worked. That was a sign, wasn't it? That when we give a banquet, everybody is invited. And it's really important for us to make this witness to the world. We do it every week at Friday Fridge. If we get the slide up, gonna embarrass Jim again because uh, Jim's front and uh, center at Friday Fridge. And uh, Friday Fridge carried on all through the pandemic, feeding about 30 to 40 homeless and vulnerable people who otherwise wouldn't have got fed. And they come together on a Friday evening between eight and 10, and they get some hot food and a hot drink, and they get time to sit and talk together. And sometimes the team help them out with some issues or problems that they have. And then we do a Bible study with them so they can connect with Jesus. And that just happens because Jesus is always inviting those who are on the outside in. Friday Fridge needs more volunteers. I do it once a month, one Friday a month. So all we're asking people to give up so that Friday Fridge can keep going. There are volunteers who do it, but it'd be great if we had more volunteers. Can you give up one Friday a month between seven and half past ten just to come along and help us at Friday Fridge so that we can keep witnessing that we are the people who are breaking down barriers, who are inviting everybody in. And then another key way in which we offer hope, if people come and they say, well, what's this offering hope look like? Another key way that we do it, if we go to our next slide, is through hope into action. Our hope into action house. Hope into action is a great charity started by one man called Ed Walker, and he was recognised in the Queen's Birthday Honours list. He got an MBE, and he uh, started this charity. He came back from working in Africa in aid. Provision in the Sudan, and he asked God what God wanted him to do here. And God said to him, You need to do something about the homeless people because just giving them shelters isn't enough. You need to give them homes and support. So, Hope into Action saw that lots of Christians have money in investments, and some of those Christians would be ready to use that money in those investments to buy houses. So, Hope into Action used the money from Christians. To buy houses, the Christians who invest get a return on that uh, capital investment. If the house is sold, then they get all their money back with a bit of interest on top. So the local churches then support the tenants in the houses, but Hope Interaction owns the houses. They've just opened their 100th house, and they're now supporting 240 homeless people across our nation in 30 different towns and cities And we have a Hope Interaction house that we support. And we support it by going to see the tenants and being with the tenants. Because what Hope Interaction saw was that homeless people, above everything else, are relationally poor. If they had someone to look out for them, they wouldn't be homeless. They'd be on a sofa or in a bed in someone's house. But they have lost those relationships that would support them. So they'll only open a house where there's a church who will provide volunteers so that the volunteers can get alongside them to build relationships to get them back into a better place. And one of our tenants, called Ray, won an award at the National Hope into Action Conference and we're going to see if we can play his video now that explains how his relationships were healed.
2: Me and my daughter have been talking for a couple of years on Facebook Messenger. Just before she was eight years old was the last time I saw her. It'd probably been about 17, 18 years at the time I was still using. And then there'd been talk about me and my daughter meeting up, but things never progressed. Um, it was always just maybe in the future, always a very big maybe. I think getting myself clean, staying clean, um, and honesty really, just being completely honest. Um, since then, I've moved into our Hope Interaction house. Relationship with my daughter has gone ever so well. We've talked a lot more regular. And about, um, about nine months ago now, just under nine months, we actually met up for the first time, which is really good. Yeah, the day I met my daughter, I was very, very nervous. Um, I got tired of sleep the night before, because it had been a long time. Turned up my mum's really nervous, and my mum said, Um, there's your daughter there, give her a hug. And I just froze, didn't know what to do, gave her a hug. Um, Shortly after that, I realised all that worry was for nothing. We started talking, I suppose all the time, talking on Messenger, and things went really well. (laughs) Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, last week, I actually got to look after my grandson for the first time, which was really, really nice. Had him for about nine and a half hours, and I got to do three nappy changes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as well. Hope <laughs> interactions played a very big part of it as well. Basically, in a few words, they've given me my life back. Yeah, things have really progressed and I couldn't imagine things any different now.
1: Ray hadn't seen his daughter for 18 years and now. He's looking after his grandson who he'd never met before. And that happened because of Jesus. That happened because Jesus brings hope for our relationships. He fixes horizontal relationships. That's the hope that we have to share. That's the hope that Jesus brings into the world. That's the hope that breaks down barriers and destroys divisions the hope that sees everybody is valuable and infinitely precious Jesus brings this hope and we need to be a place where people can find this hope that's why the Hope Interaction House is really important if you want to help with that Hope Interaction House see me afterwards because we have a prayer group that supports them and, uh, and we need extra support uh, it with that as well I'm going to stop there and let's stand and, uh, and let's pray and then we'll lead into our next song. Lord, help us to live in the knowledge that just as we have been made right with God through you, just as that vertical relationship is renewed and restored, you bring hope for our horizontal relationships, that they can be reconciled, however broken, however damaged, however long it's been. Lords, we pray that you would bring hope for our relationships, that they might be put right, that they might be made new. Help us to see one another with new eyes, And may this place be a place where barriers are broken down and divisions are destroyed, where we can show your love and your forgiveness, your mercy and your grace, reaching out to everyone. Come, Holy Spirit, and bring us your peace now your peace, your love, your joy, and your hope. In Jesus' name.